0: So, our scripture reading this morning comes from Luke, the sixth chapter, verses 37 through 42. Hear now the word of our Lord Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. But with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He also told them this parable Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. This is the Word of God. May it find its way into our hearts and lives this morning by the power of His Holy Spirit. Amen. Does uh, anyone know what a hypocrite is? Now I know you know what a hypocrite is right like someone who says one thing does another right but does anyone know where the word comes from like the Greek so hypocrite the Greek uh, uh, is this Greek word that means to interpret from beneath and it's the word that was used in Greek for a stage actor someone uh, who interpreted the drama from beneath a mask all right. And so uh, what well, you have to understand, so when you're thinking about the ancient world, people are, are gathered to see a the theater. And, uh, and the actors on stage don't have screens, they don't have microphones, uh, no one's in the back with binoculars, right? And so they want to make sure that everyone is able to see the drama on stage. And so what they would do is they would have the actors wear these big masks. And, uh, and, and these masks were big and exaggerated so that the people way in the back could tell, oh, this person's Zeus, oh, this person's Poseidon, right? And a lot of these masks uh, were, were quite elaborate. They had these cones built into them so that the person speaking through the cone, their, their voice would be amplified. And so that's the image that we're looking at when we talk about a hypocrite. As someone wearing this big elaborate stage mask so the people way in the back and see and hear them. Now, most of us have encountered the word through the Bible. Because Jesus uses this word hypocrite, doesn't he? When he's describing religious folks that want to make sure all the people around them know that they are religious. He right? So don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like these clowns. Don't be like these stage actors with their big mask that stand on the street corner and, uh, and they've got a trumpet player next to them who's playing the trumpet so that everyone in the whole town will know that they're there. And they just stand up and say, everyone listen to me while I pray. They've got their big mask on so that people way in the back can see them. It's a hypocrite. I guess what I'm trying to point out to you is that Jesus kind of has a sense of humor on him. It's kind of a silly image when you think about it, isn't it? Now we're so used to, and for good reason, right? We're supposed to take Jesus' words seriously, aren't we? Right, and, and even in the Bible, these are the words we put in red. They carry just a little bit of extra weight, don't they? And yet sometimes I think we take Jesus' words so seriously we can't see his grin or the twinkle in his eye. Sometimes we take his words so seriously we can't catch his sarcasm or his silliness or a sense of humor. The Son of God has a sense of humor on him. right? When, when, when he talks about the hypocrites, uh, uh, he, 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 he lets loose some zingers, right? Uh, he, he talks about how these hypocrites, you know, they're, they're so into tithing, right? They, they tithe so well that, that they go through their, their, uh, their, their shelf and they get out all the mint leaves and every tenth mint leaf they put in the offering plate. And then they get out all the coriander seeds and every tenth coriander seed they put in the offering plate. But they don't do the things of God. He talks about when the hypocrites are fasting. Boy, they want everyone to know they're fasting. And so they don't, they don't bathe, right? They put a little extra oil in their hair. And then they walk around with these scowls everywhere they go. Oh, yes, thank you for noticing. I am fasting, right? He talks about how, how these hypocrites right? Uh, uh, they, they, they They pay so much attention to their dietary laws, right? That even when they're drinking a glass of water, they make sure they get every little gnat out of the glass of water. But in so doing, they wind up swallowing a camel. It's a funny image, isn't it? Jesus has a sense of humor on him, even when he's making a serious point. In our scripture reading this morning, Jesus is making a serious point. talking about judgment right and he's saying hey don't judge at all don't condemn at all and he gives some really good reasons right he says the way you need to look at it is this God is the judge and whenever you judge if you're harsh you're inviting God to be harsh with you right so the smart thing to do is is just to leave the judging to God be merciful with other people, and then maybe God will be merciful with you. That's a compelling reason not to judge people. But if that weren't enough, Jesus gives us an even more compelling reason not to judge people. And that's this don't judge people because you're terrible at it, you're bad at it. Everyone in here, we stink at judging people, we're hypocrites. Right? He tells two, uh, two sort of, uh, uh, humorous parables to get his point across. Right? You've got to picture him. Uh, these aren't dry words on a page. He, he's in the middle of a, a crowd of people and he's saying, alright, when, when you judge people, uh, this is what you're like. You're like this, 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 this blind guy and imagine Jesus with this stick and he gets some kids by the hand and he's leading them around the room and he's bumping into things and then they all fall into this imaginary ditch, right? They're all laughing. He says, that's what you're like when you judge other people. You're like, you're like the guy that, 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 that sees a speck of sawdust in his neighbor's eye and then says, uh, but he's got a big log coming out of his own eye. And he says, hold still. So I can, hold this please, I can get this out of your eye, right? It's silly, it's silly, it's funny. The Son of God has a sense of humor on him, but his message is serious. The reason you shouldn't judge people is because your eyesight is obstructed. You're terrible at it. So stop. I think this image of a hypocrite is especially potent. I think the closest thing we have to these big bobblehead masks that these hypocrites would wear. I think the closest thing we have is like if you've ever been to a Disney or an amusement park and and, and those characters come out, right, Mickey and Minnie. And when Mickey and Minnie come out, they've always got like a a civilian guiding them around the park by the hand, right? Because from those masks, they can only see through these little peepholes, right? They have no peripheral. They have no up and down. They just have this sort of this direct line of sight. And that's what we're like, right? We're wearing these big hypocrite masks and we can only see through this little peephole. And the problem with that is, 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 A, we don't realize how ridiculous we look to other people, do we? Right? Mickey forgets he's wearing a big Mickey head sometimes, I'm sure. We have no idea how we look to other people. See, when we judge ourselves, we judge ourselves in the most warm, compassionate light, don't we? Because we have all the information Right? We know um, uh, uh, that th- th- this moment where we just blew up at everybody, right? That is not who we are normally, right? Normally, we're much nicer. And, and, and we know all the thousand little slights that have, have led up to this moment. We know um, uh, uh, the sort of whole constellation of, of of relationship that we have. We know who in our past has hurt us and, 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 and sort of made us the way we are. We know that we haven't had a, a bagel yet and, and, and our tummy is growling. We know all of the things. And so we're able to look at our actions and forgive them. Right? Because we have all the information but when we look at our neighbor, we're looking at them through a little peephole. We only see what we see in the moment. We don't know everything that led up to it. We don't know that the chemical cocktail that's going on up here that, 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 makes, that, that makes life hard for them. We don't know um, uh, uh, who has hurt them and wronged them along the way that shaped who they are. We don't know all the extenuating circumstances. We may think we do, but we don't. We don't know only what we see through this little people and we take this little bit of information and we extrapolate and we, we create this whole story and, and, and then we judge off of that and we say, well, if I were in their shoes, I would do this. I would say no to that. I would say yes to this. Here's, here's what they should do to get their life back on track. But we don't know. We're guessing. And the thing is, we don't even realize we're doing it. These words that we read are always for those other Christians, right? the church down the street, the real judgmental ones, right? The ones with the hair and the... You know what I'm talking about. Those judgy ones down there. We're compassionate. and We love everybody. And those judgy people just see that, right? (laughs) We don't even realize we're doing it. But we take this little bit of information and we run with it. We paint a picture. And Jesus says, don't do it because you're terrible at it. You're terrible at it. You can't see what you can't see. You don't know what you don't know. You're staring at the world through a little peephole. When I was in high school, I was up in the attic uh, one evening, and I can't remember what I was looking for, but I was looking around in the attic for something, and um, I came across these old black sketchbooks. I began leafing through one of them, and it was all of these ink drawings of, of like uh, European cathedrals. And I realized instantly that this was my dad's old sketchbook from architecture school. And, and more specifically, it was this old sketchbook from uh, the summer that he got to go spend four weeks in Europe. And, and he got to study architecture, and, and, and these were all of his drawings. Now, I was flipping through the sketchbook, and about halfway through the sketchbook, um, there was a page where, um, we're we're in church, so I'm I'm trying to say this delicately. There's a, where where my dad had sketched this woman from behind. and She was clothed, but the woman had a very, um, I guess you would say, their derriere, uh, you would, let's just put it this way she had a cute butt, right? (laughs) And it was prominent in the picture. And the first thing I thought was, ew, gross. Dad, you dirty old man. <laughs> and then I had this flash of realization that teenagers only have like for a second and then it disappears. My dad was young once, right? And suddenly I pictured him there on that, on that bench Right and, uh, and 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 he's in Europe. He says this, this this lanky young man and he's uh, he, he he's sketching all of all of these uh, things and he's sitting there in France. This is in France and uh, and he sees this French woman walk by. This twenty year old man he draws what he sees. And uh, I realized as I was flipping through this book, what a gift it was. To be able to see the world through my Father's eyes. to See the world through my Father's eyes. And that's what each of us is being challenged to do this morning. To see the world through our Father's eyes. See, we normally see each other through this this little peephole, right? This little little opening in in our ridiculous mask. But when our Father looks down on humanity, he sees everything. When your Father looks at you, he sees your entire history, right? He sees everything that has led up to this moment. He sees the constellation of relationships. He sees the stories going back, generations that have shaped who you are in this world. He sees, uh, uh, he knows your, the hairs on your head are numbered, right? He knows all this going on up there chemically, what's going on in your gut. He, he, he takes it all into account. And not only does he see your past and your present, but our Father, when he looks at you, he sees your future. Now, some people think that means he sees like this direct line of fate, right? Like where you are and where you're going. And others think maybe he sees like, uh, like just branching out in every direction, every possible future ahead of you. I don't know what he sees. That's the point. But he sees your entire future. Remember when we were uh, talking about um, 1 about Samuel and the fall? And there's this story where, where Samuel is going to anoint King David. And Samuel is impressed by all, the, all of Jesse's sons. They're all so tall and strapping. And, uh, and, and, and God says to Samuel, don't pay attention to outward appearances. Man pays attention to outward appearances. But God does not see as man sees. God looks at the heart. See, when, when, when God looks at us, when, when, when our Heavenly Father looks at us, it, he sees through, uh, through, 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 uh, through the mask. He sees through uh, all, the, all the fronts that we have put up. He sees through all the, the, the sin and the shame and the guilt that we have built up around us. He sees all through that into our deepest self that we can't even see sometimes. That deepest image uh, of himself, that reflection of himself inside of us. That person that we are truly created to be. He sees all of that. Consider that he sees all of that for you and for your neighbor. And for each of the 7.5 billion souls on this earth right now. He sees all of that and knows all of that. And ask yourself, who is the rightful judge? Is it you? Is it me? Or is it him? Now consider this. We see through this little peephole and our judgment is harsh. But God sees everything and his judgment is grace. His judgment is I love this world so much I'm going to send my only son to die. His judgment is I am going to open up a pathway to forgiveness and wholeness for everybody. His judgment is grace. is that so amazing? We see just this little peep and we, we rush off and we're harsh. God sees the whole thing his verdict, his grace. There were two brothers. One was patient and one was impatient. And they lived their whole life in this city behind this city wall. And one day they decided to go out into the country and see the way the rest of the world lives. Let's go slum it with some farmers Right? And so these two brothers go out into the country, and, and they decide to just yeah, sort of uh, uh, sit and, and watch the farmers out in the field see what they're doing. Well, the impatient brother looks, and he sees this farmer come out with the plow, and the plow is tearing up all of the ground. And he says, these people are fools. They have a perfectly good field, and they're tearing it up. Let's get out of here. Let's get back to the city where people have sense. And the patient brother says, no, let's wait and see. They wait a couple of days. And then uh, the farmer's back out there, and this time he's got a, a sack full of wheat. And, and he's taking the wheat, and, he's, uh, and, and he's, he's tossing it on the ground everywhere he goes. The impatient brother says, see, this is what I told you. These people are fools. They've got perfectly good wheat and they're just throwing it away. They're wasting it. And tomorrow they're going to come to the city and they're going to be begging because they're hungry. Let's get out of here. And the patient brother says, no, I want to wait and see. So the impatient brother leaves and the patient brother makes himself a little home there by the field and watches day in and day out. Sure enough, one day, uh, he, he begins to see these green shoots coming out of the soil and the field. And little by little, those, those green shoots begin to co- become stalks of wheat. And so he writes his brother home and says, hey, so You need to come back out here. You need to see what's happened out in this field. So the impatient brother comes and and, uh, and he says, "Look, look at all this wheat. It's it's from where they they they, they planted the wheat and it's growing and there's even more than there was before." And uh, and the impatient brother's starting to come around and then the harvesters come out and they've got these 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 scythes, right? These sickles and they begin to to cut the stalks of wheat down. And he says, "There, see? It's like I told you. These people are fools." They've got all of this perfectly good wheat, and they're destroying it. They're cutting it down. The patient brother says, no, let's wait and see. See, I believe this morning you and I are being called to a patient wait and see attitude. We see it through our little peephole and, and we take this little information we go create a story out of it, but we would be better off just, just parking and waiting and seeing. Having the patience to see what maybe God is doing in someone else's life. Maybe they're not in the same stage of the journey we're at, but, 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 but grace is at work in them somehow doing something and if we're patient and we wait and see, maybe we can be a part of it. I learned, this, uh, I learned this lesson uh, in youth ministry, something that I think maybe, uh, maybe teachers and coaches kind of get instinctively after a couple of years. It's like this, kids would come into my youth ministry and they'd be sixth graders. And sixth graders all have these baby faces and all they care about is, uh, is what I'm going to do for them, right? I'm like their cruise ship director when they're in, in, in youth ministry, right? They're there for the nerf fights and, 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 and the video games. And then when I say it's, it, it's Bible time, everyone groans, right? But little by little, over the course of the six years that I get to spend with them, they mature and they grow and then they get cars and, and, and they care less about the ways I'm able to entertain them and they care more about, about what they're gonna learn from scripture and, 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 and by the time they're seniors, they're these, they're these mature young adults ready to go out into the world. And you go through that a couple of times, you get this sort of patience and this sort of humility. Right? That, that you understand that whatever the current moment is, whatever the current crisis is, whatever the current snapshot you're seeing, that's not the whole picture. It's all, it's all going somewhere and you get to be a part of where it's going. So when parents call you up and, 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 and they're in the middle of a crisis, they found something on, on their kid's phone or, 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 or someone said something at school and, and, and they're, what do I do, what do I do? You're able to take a breath because you understand that, that this moment is not a period in their life, it's a comma. It's leading to something else. If we can handle this right, it can be a moment to to, to teach something important, a moment that, that, that helps them find greater maturity and live into who they're called to be. And so you develop this patient wait and see attitude. Now the truth is, all of us in here are in a state of becoming. All of us in here uh, 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 are are still on this journey uh, of being sanctified, of being matured into who we're called to be. None of us here has fully arrived. So we're called to be patient with one another, to take a wait-and-see attitude, to observe what God is doing in them and then maybe see how we can be a part of encouraging them and loving them into who they're called to be instead of rushing off to judgment let's wait and see so I was in the attic looking at those sketchbooks and uh, and suddenly I saw the lights flash right my mom used to have this signal she like we were upstairs she flashed the lights in the hallway and we'd know we'd come downstairs it was time for dinner and, uh, and we were sitting around at dinner and I wanted to bring up the sketchbook, right? Don't worry, I didn't bring up the part you know, in the middle with, with the girl with the, you know. Um, I, just, I just brought up the architecture stuff, right? I said, hey dad, I found this old sketchbook that you had and uh, it had a bunch of uh, uh, pictures of European cathedrals. And dad said, oh yeah. Yeah, that must be my, my sketchbook from, uh, from that, that summer abroad. I, I spent four weeks in Europe uh, when I was twenty years old as an architecture student, and I said, that must have been so neat, right? So it was. I, I just I, I saw the world for the first time, and I had so many experiences that I'd never experienced before. I, I got to taste foods that I'd never tasted before. It, it was amazing. And I said, four weeks, that was probably a long time, right. So, yeah you know the, the first week was really exciting and then the second week I was starting to get lonely starting to get homesick but, you know the third week halfway through the trip I was in France and uh, and you'll never believe this um, uh, 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 your mother who was my girlfriend at the time uh, had saved up and she surprised me in France and, uh, and, and, uh, and and just one day she came off the train and she spent the rest of the summer there with me in Europe. And she looked over at and he looked over at mom at the table and said, "Isn't that right, beautiful? That right there. That's when it clicked. The picture in the notebook <laughs> of the girl <laughs> with the." Speaking of Greek drama, (laughs) what I wanted to do in that moment was tear my toga and gouge my eyes out. Right? But then later, I went back and looked at that sketchbook and I noticed a little writing on it that I hadn't noticed before, a little note by that picture. It's a beautiful... Growing up, I had heard my dad call my mom beautiful so many times, it was like like his pet name for her. He would just kiss her on the forehead and say beautiful. I'd gotten the story all wrong, hadn't I? I had taken this little bit of information, I went and painted this whole picture, hadn't I? The story was different. The story was about this, this lanky teenage boy out seeing the world for the first time experiencing all of these new things. But see, he's lonely. He's got a girl back home. And one day when he's in Paris, France, she walks off the train. And now he's, he's trying to sketch all the things he's supposed to be sketching in his notebooks. But he's distracted. by this beautiful girl that's with him. And I always wonder if that was when he knew. We get the story so wrong, don't we? It is a gift to be able to slow down, to wait and see, to be able to see things with our Father's eyes, isn't it? If you and I can be humble, if we can be patient, if we can have this wait-and-see attitude, maybe, just maybe, we can see each other uh, with with the eyes of love. And so doing, see in one another just what it is that our Heavenly Father finds so, so beautiful. Thank mm-hmm. you.